0: Welcome to Athletes Doing Good Podcast. I'm Shelley Stewart, President of Capture Sports Marketing. And I'm sports reporter, Jen Latta. Giving back is something that has been part of Houston Texans, JJ Watt's life, even before he made it to the NFL. In college, he started the JJ Watt Foundation to provide after-school athletic opportunities for middle school aged kids. Since 2011, the foundation
1: has raised more than $6 million. Today, we talk with Foundation Vice President Connie Watt, not just about her secrets of raising three boys that play in the NFL, but the impact that the J.D. Watt Foundation has made on thousands of kids' lives. Teams that were never given a chance to compete now have uniforms and sports equipment that inspire hope and confidence, another result of athletes doing good.
0: I think a lot of people see your boys and wonder how in the world did you get three professional athletes out of the same household? I don't want you to give us all of your secrets, but what would you say was the key to setting them on this path to success?
2: I think teaching them from a very young age to give back to others. We volunteered as a family and then also to have chores and help around the house and have a structure at the home. We did that as well as trying to make family time dinner, just giving those kids those boundaries. And I know that when they got older, they thanked us for being strict parents and for giving them chores. And believe it or not, (laughs) they helped develop who they are today.
1: I know JJ started his foundation as a junior in college, which is really unheard of, but can you tell us how and where the idea came from, how you guys started it and and really what you were hoping to accomplish? Well, it is a funny story because
2: uh, we always go back to what we were hoping to accomplish. You know, at some point, being able to say we could give out $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> Far surpass that. <laughs> yeah, Now we do that a month. <laughs> yes. So when he was back in college, he had realized that he was getting a lot of notoriety and came to us and said, could I start a foundation? And he had already done his background. So he had already gone to the Law and Entrepreneur Clinic at Madison and gotten some information for us. And, um... So he wanted to start selling those dream big, work hard wristbands, which was his motto. And we thought, sure, you know, we'll do that. Then the year he was drafted, we decided to try to do a 5K. And we just were like, let's try to see if we can do this. And we ended up saying, all right, you know, it was a lockout season. So it was a little bit more challenging. And we did it up at our local high school and raised $5,000. And so we kind of joked, but we started talking to people. And that's when they said, you know what, I think if you hired Capture... You might be able to make this a little bit bigger. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. The next year was $50,000. So big jump. Um, But back in college, he just really wanted to make a difference and do something for kids because he started to realize during his college years that not all kids had that same opportunity that he did, which was an eye opener to him. And also to us. I mean, I would have to say as parents, you just I guess, unfortunately, you don't think about it as much, you know, you kind of go about your busy day to day life as a parent, and you're just worried about your family and doing what you need to do to get things done, get dinner on the table, kids out the door to practice. And you kind of forget that there's all these other kids that don't have those opportunities. And then where does it leave them after school? And that's what JJ's biggest concern was, what are these kids doing after school when the bell rings, and then until the time that their parents come home, Are they getting into trouble? Are they choosing poor choices that they might not otherwise be doing? And if they have these opportunities, he just felt that we would have a much better community and that these kids would have a much better um, success in their future long-term. Because as we know, the model that he has and the mission statement talks about so many different things of perseverance and leadership and accountability, all those things that we take with us throughout our whole life. So as they develop them at a young age, They carry through your workplace, through school, through just regular relationships and even, you know, relationships with your partners and things. So that was important to him. Connie, you'll be shocked
0: to learn that I was cleaning out my kid's toy box the other day and I found a dream big work hard <laughs> bracelet <laughs> in the toy box which must have been from years and years and years ago I think when JJ made an appearance on like ESPN radio in Milwaukee sure. when he was I think before he was drafted and uh, he gave me one and so it has somehow managed to hang out with us like, for all of these years what a legacy <laughs> um, but you have always been extraordinary at supporting the mission of your kids How do you do that? Like, what does that require? Um, Obviously, you mentioned hiring, capture, marketing. But at some point, you have to make a a
2: conscious decision that this is what we're going to do. So walk me through that. So I was still working full-time when Jada was drafted. And then I was starting to try to do the foundation as well. Well, that soon became a full-time job. I mean, we were doing it out of our house. I had a wonderful volunteer. She was 11 years old. (laughs) Um, We would work side by side all the time. It just started to become too much. And I said, you know, with trying to do events, that it just was too much for me. And so I went to JJ and said, I really think that we should think about hiring somebody who can do this for you. And I think it was maybe the next day, I got an email from him saying, he's thought about it. And it's a beautiful email I'll keep forever that says there's nobody I would want to run my foundation other than you. So with this, I'd like you to quit your job and run my foundation full time. (laughs) I have goosebumps. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So I weaned down from five days to four days to two days and then retired. So now I run his foundation full time. And It's easy for me in one regard, because his mission is just incredible. And I have, you know, 110% of my own belief behind it. And I'm honored to be able to carry out his mission for him while he does so many other great things for the team and for the communities and for the world, actually, when he does all these wonderful fundraisers. So it's really been cool for me to watch it grow. Just last month, we were able to say that we finally donated over $6 million. So, wow. I mean, a little different than 100,000. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Much different than any of us ever thought in such a short time.
1: Kenny, the call when you had said that he was getting the Walter Payton Man of the Year and what that meant to him, what that meant to you, and what that meant to your family and to the community. Can you talk a little bit about that? For those that can't see,
2: it's very emotional. Yeah, still, um, you know, everybody always talks about his accomplishments on the field and his winning defensive player of the year, all those on the field things, and of course, he's got a lot of accolades off the field as well. But as a parent, and just it, it's unbelievable for him to be recognized as the Walter Payton Man of the Year because of everything he does do off the field and because of the person he is, and. I remember in college when he was able to get the Running Lot Award, and that just meant the world to us. I mean, getting those awards for being the character person, and that's why we love him so much and are so appreciative and proud of him. There's so much pride behind him, and he just always wants to be a great mentor to people. Mentor to, I mean, he's a mentor to so many ages. I get the emails, and it's from young students and little kids to People in their 90s just saying what he means to them, and um, people saying that they've done, they've gotten to college because of him. They've used his Dream Big Work Hard bracelet or riskin as a reminder to them. They've gotten his Dream Big Work Hard clothing, and they've lost weight or they've done certain accomplishments. And so it's so much more than football, which I think that means the world to me. And. Even for him, I know that Hurricane Harvey surprised him. You know, again, we started with what we thought was a reasonable, <laughs> cool, <laughs> goal and thought that was high. And it was incredible the amount of support behind him. But that goes back to his character, which that's really what that award meant to us. And I was so thankful. And oh, the pride is unbelievable. I think the humbleness,
1: too. Everybody backed around him because of the trust that they had that he was going to do the right thing.
2: I get that a lot in emails and phone calls is it's the trust. People said, I know I can trust him. I know I trust you, your organization. And that's what we've really strived for was to be so transparent in our organization that anybody can look at anything at any time. You know, we, we put it out there to the penny of what we're donating to these schools. And we want to give back as much as possible to the kids and, and even to the Hurricane Harvey. I mean, that was incred- incredible. And again, the trust, the trust factor was there. And yes. so that we're very appreciative of.
0: It's interesting because all three of us are based in Wisconsin, and we obviously have seen J.J. grow up. I remember covering him in high school, covering him in college, and so we know his heart and the person that we're dealing with, but on the national level, there's been some skepticism about his authenticity and and his earnestness. And every time I meet somebody who has an opinion that differs from my own, I, man, I stand for him. I am like, you have no idea. This is the same person that I saw as a growing, and he has grown. He certainly has grown (laughs) from when we first uh, covered JJ. But you know, the young man that we saw in Pewaukee, Wisconsin, and then in Madison, Wisconsin, how difficult has it been at times to withstand the criticism and the opinions of
2: people who just don't know. It is difficult, but I have to say that it is in tenfold what we get for positive things. So I realized that they either just don't know him or just like any person in the world, you're going to find someone who doesn't like you. I don't care who you well, love, I don't. <laughs> what you do, how much you know goodness you do. There's going to be someone who for some reason you just ticked him off one day. So I don't let it get to me anymore. Um, in the beginning, it was a little challenging. I always tell people the hardest part for me was when people booed him when he was drafted to Texas. By far, that was the hardest day of my life to go from being on top of the world the night before to the next morning, seeing his face of what that had done to him. And I just thought, how dare you? You don't even know him. So give him a chance. And really, it just ended up fueling him like everything does, you (laughs) know, everything motivates him. And so it just, he showed
1: them. That's awesome. I always say, as good as a football player, he is a better human. And that's the truth. Going back to the foundation and the uniforms and the equipment and everything that you get to deliver to these kids. And pride that they get to not only have a new uniform or new equipment, but to have the J.J. Watt Foundation logo on the back. Um, I know you've seen firsthand and the thousands of emails that you've gotten, but can you share a story with us of a school that
2: will always stay with you? Oh, there's several, but I do know, um, I remember one email in particular that was very funny to me because it was a school telling me how the kids got their uniforms, they've got the logo on the back, they go to a game and this more affluent school says, hey, how do we do that? How do we get that? And so <laughs> it was one of those things where, well, you can't. And sometimes there's those situations where you just can't, it's not possible. But I think, felt that it was a great way to welcome those conversations for those families with their children about why you can't and what can you do in the future and why their school is different and how they're differing and explain to them that those other schools need the help and need the assistance. The latest one was Milwaukee schools because that happened to be one of the school districts that we went to in the very beginning of JJ starting the foundation where he sat across the table from the administrators and they told him we don't have uniforms. And he looked at him and he goes Well, no, like, you mean you've got T-shirts or you've got older ones? And they're like, no, we don't have any. He goes, I don't understand that. And he just looked at me and said, we need to make that happen. And of course we did. So come now 10 years later, and the other schools need some of the uniforms in the same district, and the um, video that the kids did for us was just priceless spoke to the administrators and the athletic directors. And I said, wow, did you coach these kids? Or, and they said, absolutely not. The kids just spoke from their heart. And I think that's always what matters most to us is when these kids are truly so thankful for what they're getting. Because to some people, they take it for granted, you know, or they're like, oh, that's not good enough. Or, you know, we want something better. And to these kids, it meant we're unified, we're a team, and we can go out there and people don't automatically think we're going to lose. I think that's the biggest thing that really sticks with us is that giving them that chance before they ever even step on that field, you know, for somebody to look at them and think just because their uniforms don't look, you know, as more as presentable as this team's, that they're just not going to be as good of athletes when that's not true. In a sense, it can be And make a big difference when you feel pride in what you're wearing. We all know we feel great when we're in a different, you know, you can wake up in the morning, throw your sweats on and be like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. But we (laughs) will know a little slightly different attitude that day than if you were to dress for court or something, you know. So I get it. And so that's what I think is really cool is seeing these kids have that different pride and then getting emails back saying, we went to state that year, we did something and I know, darn well, it's not because of the uniform. It's because of those kids inside of those uniforms and what it brought out to them.
0: But sometimes it's so simple because it's the perception that someone believes in you, right? And this idea that J.J. Watt and the foundation is investing in them, right? And sometimes that just like, it it can carry you, you know, know, further than you ever imagined. Um, I'm curious about numbers, Connie. In the time that you guys have been running the foundation, how many schools are we talking about? Approximately how many kids? I mean, we've talked about money, but how many people have you guys directly impacted in a positive way?
2: Over 600 schools. thousands of kids because the uniforms will go many times they're sharing them in sports and that's the other thing that we found at times where people would say we're sharing them between the boys and girls basketball teams. We don't have that exact number right here, but it is in the thousands that we've had. And some of the stories of where the coaches say thank you so much because the uniforms that these kids were wearing I were and I'm like wow if I could get a picture of that. Right. You know, that tells a thousand words. Right. Um, but back to your point, Jen, is yes, those kids, I mean, to know that JJ cares about them, that's been really inspiring as well for these kids to just say, hey, he really cares. It's not just about winning a Super Bowl or whatever. He cares about us. And that means such a great deal to them. And they, they watch the dream big work hard on the back of those uniforms. I mean, you're going after your teammate down the lane and you see on the back of his jersey, dream big work hard. And it just gives them that much more inspiration. Absolutely. So you're
1: running this foundation and I don't think that the average person understands truly what goes into running a foundation or truly what goes into the events, the size that you do (laughs) give us advice on that. Connie's the person that I say, talk to her (laughs) because (laughs) it's a different perspective coming from the mom, you're running the
2: foundation and everything that goes into it. Right. Yeah, there's a lot. I remember in the beginning, luckily, my previous job set me up for a lot of it. But I had a lot of good resources around us. And then we just grew slow. I remember somebody, my very first meeting with a company down in Texas, telling me I could make it pretty big right away. But I said, that's just not my style. Don't take this the wrong way. But we need to grow it small because JJ's name is behind it. And I certainly cannot be the one to make this go south. You know, so I wanted to make sure that we did things properly and grew slow and steady. And so we just surrounded ourselves with the right group of people. We selected the board together. um, And that is the same board that we still have today. JJ had started it in a coffee shop in Pewaukee, Wisconsin, writing on a napkin what he thought he wanted and it grew from there. And once we hired Capture, we knew that we could take it to another level. And then we began events in Texas Finding the right tools that work for your foundation, finding the right marketing team, because I wholeheartedly do believe that that is a big key to it, that I know that we've got JJ's name behind it, but there's still so much more that he's not going to do. And there's so much that goes into an event. People only knew that we're starting to work on events that take place next May, this July. I mean, that's how long it takes to put on an event that nets us about a million dollars for the foundation and hosts about 30,000 fans at a baseball stadium.
1: You so, certainly
2: look at events different. <laughs> oh, my, do we look at events different? <laughs> and organizing volunteers, getting that core group. I think it's super important to – you have to be organized. Though, hands down, if you're not organized, it's probably not the right position. <laughs> Connie's very organized. You'd have to be in order to keep
0: it going as successfully. I just imagine, like, an auditor coming in, like you mentioned, Connie, and being like, here you go, have at it, you know, <laughs> instead of like opening a closet and being like, it's in there somewhere, you know, right. like good luck with that.
1: You know, um, I know, Connie, I know you said this earlier, but what is so beyond impressive to me is that when they put out on social media, to the schools that they're funding, it is literally down to the penny. So everybody knows exactly how much um, is being not given to the school, but paying the vendors in order for the school to be able to get it. So it's, those processes are in place for the checks and the balances to be able to, as Connie said, ensure that
2: anybody walks in and wants to see it, you can see it. It's well done. Absolutely, and our auditor uses us as an example often because he says we're basically a dream organization. I mean, he loves coming to the audit for me because it's quite easy. And I actually, every year I learned this the very first year When he came and asked me for something and I said, oh, that would have been very helpful to know (laughs) last year that I would have been preparing this document differently for you. So every year I ask him, what might you need next year? Because as we grew as a foundation, the requirements changed as soon as we hit a certain threshold. And that just makes it super easy. I mean, who wouldn't rather prepare And have things readily available and into a system for them. So I think that's a big key, is like Shelly said, and Jen, you know, you don't want to be opening a closet and saying, like, it's here somewhere. I mean, hey, you're paying for it. They're gonna just wreck up your hours, you know? To me, it's funny because I always come up, my office is in our basement and my husband will be like, Well, how'd the audit go? And I was like, It was a great day, you know? And he's like, I don't think most people are like looking forward to their auditor coming. You guys have heard the term inside
0: baseball. That was very inside foundation talk right there, right? Like you guys are definitely giddy
1: about like all of the ins and outs of the foundation work. It's so cute to see you guys like enjoying it. I'm sure you have your Excel spreadsheet done for the fall for the schedules as to where you're going, what week. We call it our where's Connie spreadsheet that she shares with us so we know where she's traveling. But are you all ready set for
2: two boys on one team? We are. I actually got the sweatshirt where it says stronger together, and each team has one. But I thought, how appropriate is that from Pittsburgh this year? I immediately took it over to the embroidery place and said, Could you please put Trent and his number 90 on one arm and Derek and number 44 on the other arm? And that'll be my new shirt this year is them they're stronger together. So they're back together awesome. on team. And yes, we were so blessed when that happened. I mean, I cried, no, I made the baby cry. <laughs> <Just> looking at <laughs> grandma, like, Why is grandma crying? And I'm trying so hard not to cry. And I'm like, All right, now I've got the baby crying. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be incredible. And then the one game, of course, where the Texans come up to Pittsburgh to play. Them, regardless of if they're Kippy fans or not, I will be there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful. Well, thank you, as always, for
2: not only chatting with us, but raising three great men. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do for us and uh, for giving me the opportunity.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Athletes Doing Good. Go to CapturesportsMarketing.com to listen to other interviews to hear stories about the person behind the player and the people behind the team who are making an impact on others.